Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where Avrami just informed me that I'm not going completely crazy, but frankly, I think he's just being nice. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and runner, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here after Allison or right before Nachum's live lunch. How's everybody doing? Danny is uh, Danny sitting next to me on my left. Avrami is behind the board. We're going to make sure that uh, that uh, Danny's mic is on, Avrami, because he doesn't know it yet, but in a minute, I'm going to cue him to something he better have the correct answer coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the beautifully chilly Lower East Side I'm joined by Avrami I'm joined by Danny Bokertov Avram Bokertov how are you I thank God I'm well a little bit something something this morning a little bit tense a lot going on a lot of excitement about the Coaster Halftime Show but that's all right it's good energy and um, of course the big question is is Danny going to get the question I have not prepped him with <laughs> correct without any warning except for being live on the air if you're a new listener to the show thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in if you're a returning listener thanks as always for making us part of your day please follow us on Twitter Nahum Siegel Net that's one word Miriam L. Wallach that's also one word now Danny are you ready this is your big moment good morning Danny uh, good morning I don't think I've ever been more ready <laughs> you'd better because I told you yesterday that I have a new nickname. What's my new nickname? Oh, my gosh. Right. See, I would say that you had better be more ready at other times in your life. <laughs> I am going to go to the fortune cookie to buy you some time. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's do a fortune cookie. By the way, I already got a fortune because I, I, I inadvertently, well, it wasn't really inadvertent. I deliberately opened one before the show. My fortune before the show was stay true to yourself, which... This morning has its pluses and minuses, but I'm opening a new one. Oh, no, Danny, you are cheating. You are cheating. I see you now. You are cheating. You put down that phone. We pay for that phone. You put down that phone. No, no, you better know the answer. Hold on one second. I'm opening up. I'm still buying you some time. Here's my new fortune. Your skills will accomplish what the force of many cannot. All right. That, I like the way that sounds. All right. The force, your skills will accomplish what the force of many cannot. Well, let's see if Danny has the answer. Danny, what is my new nickname? So I might have the exact wording a tiny bit off, but no, like Miriam 210? 210 is fine. Yes, 210 is fine. Why is my new nickname 210? Uh, in the marathon, you got two hours and 10 minutes was your total time. Correct. My, that's right. You better be clapping, little boys. That's right. Because <laughs> 40 never looked that good. That's what I said when I finished. 40's not looking so bad anymore. Yes, I finished the half marathon in Miami in two hours and 10 minutes on the nose. And a shout out to all my fellow runners last Sunday who ran in the Miami ING half marathon. Team Yachad had a huge crowd. We were not alone, however. Team Lifeline was there. Friendship Circle was there. A bunch of runners, by the way, from Amuna's Beta Lizraki. There's a lot of hallway noise. You hear that noise? I don't know what's going on out there. Um, which was very cool. Shout out to Ellie Hagler, who I think is finally back from Florida. He was quote unquote snowed into Florida. Um, we can talk about the realities of that. Another he looked time. like he was enjoying it. Yeah, I was crying <laughs> for him every time he posted another picture of himself and uh, his daughter in uh, a restaurant of some sort or, or you know, on the beach or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, snow day. He was actually even snowed in with his parents and his grandparents. Are you crying for him or what? Yeah, I know. It's, he was really taking one for the team. Anyway, shout out to Yachad and to Ellie and to his team to who made everything happen. As you know, because you saw it on Facebook and JM Sunday, which is when Matis announced it, it was my personal best time. So I thank you very much. I do thank my husband and my kids who put up with my running. And um, yeah, my running OCD seemed to have paid off. <laughs> Thumbs up for that. I shaved seven, almost seven minutes off my time. I am pretty happy. Yes, 40 is not looking that bad. All right, we have a bunch of national holidays today, by the way. It's Curmudgeon's Day. 
And since a, I know you like that one, right? <laughs> since a good friend of mine in uh, in our neighborhood is known as the curmudgeon Rebbe because he is that much of a curmudgeon. This is a shout out to him. It's also Free Thinkers Day. It's National Puzzle Day. It is Seeing Eye Dog Day, and it is Thomas Paine Day. Who wrote Common Sense. Avrami, you were aware that he wrote Common Sense, correct? Yeah, of course. Unbelievable. Actually, Avrami keeps a copy of Common Sense with him at all times. Um, I want to, by the way, I know I've been asked this question before, to give a birds update. Uh, my interview is on the phone, though, right? She's ready? Yeah, okay. So we'll get to her in just about a second. I want everybody to know that, yes, it is that time of year where the birds hunker down in the fascia board right outside our window. If you hear that, that tweeting, it is not an imagination. It is not the birds in my head making more noise than usual. They are actual birds. And actually, yesterday I called Nachman and I said, I think actually, I think we have a woodpecker. He's like, you're kidding. I, oh, no. I think we now have a woodpecker. So if I suddenly startle, that's because there's more noise outside the window as possible. And in a soundproof room, it's pretty impressive that I can still hear the birds through the earphones on my head and through these soundproof windows. Rami, it's, um, it is cold outside, but those birds are making a racket. I have to see how long that lasts. Anyway, you're listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My first and only guest is wearing multiple hats here this morning on the air. I'm excited to have her on. Binny Dax is the operations director of B'nai Akiva of U.S. and Canada, and she is also the vice president, or one of the vice presidents, I should say, of the Five Towns chapter of Emuna. Good morning, Binny. Good morning, ma'am. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, my pleasure. It I th- sounds like a big party going on there. Well, I will tell you that with all my multiple personalities, I do have a party all on my own, but you know that <laughs> You know that already. Let's talk for a second, or let's start with the Amuna event coming up this Saturday night, this Mosei Shabbat. Um, so, it's a small correction, sorry, before it's, it's actually next Saturday night, the 7th. Oh, I the apologize. 7th. Okay, good. I'm happy we... I'm happy we corrected that. That's good because I was uh, going to show up there this Saturday night, uh, <laughs> which would have been bad. Okay, so we're talking about February 7th. It's a week from this Motzei Shabbat, um, which <laughs> which is great. Let's talk um, about Joel Chasnoff, who's going to be headlining that night. And it's a comedy night taking place at Backstage, which is the back part or the comedy, the uh, club, and I use that term in quotation marks, section (laughs) of Woodmere Lanes at 948 Broadway in Woodmere. The buffet starts at 8.15. Showtime is at 9 p.m. And Couvert, not Covert, which is the way many people pronounce it, Couvert is $72. Those sponsorships are available. So Joel Chasnov is headlining. That's exciting. Yeah, you know what? It's a great night. Every year we really sell out the event. It's it's a lot of fun. It's for men and women. I know sometimes Amuna events, people think just for women. This is for men and women. Adults are all welcome. And it's it's a great night. It's local in Woodmere, so everyone comes out. Every year people come up to us and always say, can you do it again another time during the year? Because it's fun, great food this year. Also by Upper Crust, which we thank them because they really help to undercut some of their price. So they give us delicious food. That's and great. it's just, it's a lot of fun. Joel Chazanoff has been, you know, he did another, a few Amuna events, and he's been all over the comedy scene now. He's one of my, a Chicago native, so <laughs> definitely a shout out to that. And it's a great night for everyone. That's good. And I think uh, you actually mentioned something that I found cute a couple years ago at the Amuna dinner, which was the pins that were worn by the husbands of different Amuna men that said something like, I'm an Amuna man or I'm an Amuna <laughs> husband, which I thought was really cute. But that also speaks to the fact that when a, when a, and yes, it is typically a, an Amuna woman, so to speak, but it's really an Amuna family. When somebody in the family is involved in Amuna, it's really a group effort. 
A hundred percent. It's and now they've also we've been trying to use more of the term like a Muna of America, not a Muna women, to try to take that stigma away. Um, Amuna is an amazing organization, which I'm sure you know about, it, and also providing all these social welfare services to families in Israel. Really have you know homes for children who have come from poverty backgrounds or from broken home families or where there's drug abuse in the family and they have to be taken out of the home. Amuna is there where there's not really social services provided by the government. Amuna steps in. So they have residential homes. They have daycare centers. They have an amazing Amuna college. They have the arts college as well. Right. So it's really a full service that takes across all the students over Israel, and the success of Amuna has been tremendous. I mean, just now, which I'm sure you're aware, you know how they redid the Shekel recently, right. the past, you know, this past year. It was actually an Amuna graduate whose design won for that Shekel to be redesigned. So I heard really, that. That's amazing. It's, it's really an amazing thing, and that was a success of someone who's been in the program through all the years. And you see, you know, Amuna students who have been in the residential homes who have gone on to be, you know, generals in the army or really active members of society. And it's, and it's really giving back, and they're really part of a family. And I agree. It's a whole family that's involved in Amuna, not just the woman. And, we, and that's why we really want to do these events where we raise money. And thank God, you know, it's really successful, but it's also a fun night. When you're raising money, you should have fun and enjoy yourself. Right. Especially I... in this cold, come out, you enjoy yourself, and you feel warm inside. It's really it's a great place. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I also think it's, it's a great idea to know that you can do something here, locally, mm -hmm. in your backyard, that still impacts greatly and positively on the lives of children in Israel? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think people, it's, you know, I, I was just talking to my friend, our common friend, Tamar Siklik, so she was telling us about her great trip to Israel and how when she went to one of the Muna homes this time, when she was just in Israel, how exciting it was to see some of the new facilities that mm -hmm. we helped build. You know, our chapter specifically in Woodmere helped build their new sports facility. And she went there and she saw the kids playing outside on the sports facility. And she said it almost brought her to tears because you don't always feel what you're doing. You think you're just right. cutting another check. But when you really see it in practice and you see the new facility that you were part of and the difference that it made to those students, unbelievable. And Muna always encourages people to come visit their facilities. There's nothing that's not out in the open. They want you to see. Amuna wants you to see where your dollars are going to and also to see the inspiring stories that are coming out of all of those facilities. Yes, 100%. If you, if you can't see with your own eyes, then you can't really feel your impact. And that's why they have their bat mitzvah programs. Right. They have family tours that just happen. I know they just finished the big Flatbush tour mm. um, where the whole, you know, the school comes and does a mission. And they're very strong about the missions because, yes, we could do all these events and we could show you a video, but the product sells itself. The feeling and the warmth that you see when you walk into the nursery in Beit El-Azrahi and you see these children who are, you know, weeks old that were taken in by Amuna. And these people, the families there become their parents for these children. And they'll stay in the Amuna home until they're 18 or 19 years old. And sometimes they even come back to work in the home. So it's really a family that you're entering every time you enter one of the facilities at Amuna. The, the, and the tagline at the bottom of the flyer that you had sent me said, Amuna caring, Amuna caring for a nation since 1935. Mm -hmm. I don't think I appreciated the fact that Amuna predates the state of Israel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was there. It was definitely there always. Like I said, providing the social services. Like my easy way to always explain Amuna is I have to say like, you know, you think of Magin Zavida Dome, so that's okay. That's the ambulance service in Israel, and that's an amazing organization, American Friends Magin Zavida Dome. And Amuna is the same type of thing. We're providing a service that the country doesn't have. We take it for granted in America that we have all these social services that are provided 
from the country itself. They don't have that in Israel. And Amun is stepping in to provide those social services. It's really an essential part of running the country. If we didn't have that, there'd be so many children and families who would be lost. They wouldn't have a hot meal. They wouldn't have a warm house to go home to. And they wouldn't have a loving environment. And sometimes you wonder about where where these graduates who grow up in Beit Elizraki or grow up in other Emuna homes, where they go, how they turn out. And yes, we see them on the videos, and, and that's all fantastic. But a couple of years ago, I was able, I had already heard Rabbi Shalom, Sharon Shalom speak, and he um, made headlines as being the first Ethiopian to be ordained as a rabbi yeah, in bye. Israel. And I heard him speak a couple of years ago at the Emuna dinner, not knowing that he had grown up in one of the Emuna homes. And to hear his story in, from that angle and to hear about his reconciliation with his family and how he now has a family of his own and to mm-hmm. hear his sense of humor and his warmth really was the absolutely best advertisement for Amuna services yeah. that anyone could have ever dreamt up. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. I mean, I also was at that dinner, and he was just fantastic the way he talks about his different families and, you know, his Amuna family and his real family that he reunited and the success that he's had. And he really feels, and I think a lot of the graduates feel, that Amuna opens the door for them. And there's no holds bar. You know, you, you walk into Amuna, you could do anything. You could do everything. And that's how they, you know, lead each graduate after one another, that there's nothing that you, could, you can't accomplish. There are girls who've come on, like I said, you know, created the shekel. There's other artists who have come out that they're selling their paintings now you know, all over the country, and they're Amazing. renowned artists. Um, at this year's Amuna dinner, they had another student who came with his family, an amazing story. He's, you know, in the high-tech industry, and really his growth. And they all credit Amuna because this was their family. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, so it's really incredible. So, again, next Motsi Shabbat. Yes. <laughs> Oopsie we daisies. Have, we have to prepare for the halftime show. That's why we're not having anything this Shabbat. Trust me. Shabbat. Trust me. I'm not sleeping this weekend, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, February 7th, Motsi Shabbat at Backstage, which is behind the scenes in Woodmere Lane. That's at 948 Broadway. Uh, again, 815 Buffet, 9 p.m. Showtime. How do people sign up? How do people buy tickets? Yeah, so you could go online. Um, on, on Amuna's website, there's everything right there. No problem. You could sign up online. You just click on it. And listen, we do sell out sometimes at the door, so I wouldn't wait. I would urge people to go online, sign up. There, you know, you could RSVP to the event. Um, you could see it all on the, not, on, the link, uh, on the actual invitation. It's listed. So sign up before. But if you have to and you're not really sure, you could show up at the door, and hopefully we won't have to turn you away. Right. And if you show up too late, there'll be no decadent desserts left for you. All right. So, Benny, Benny, we're going to put on your other hat now. Okay. Um, and we're going to talk about Vote Torah, not only votetorah.org and the importance of everyone participating in the World Zionist Congress and making sure that everyone votes, but also, and we thank you in advance and we continue to thank you for your support and participation in our Kosher Halftime Show, which again airs this Sunday on com at just around 8 p.m. So I want to begin by telling you that I voted. Oh, that's great news. Now <laughs> we have to get a picture with you. Yeah, I, we tried to take a couple of pictures here, but that was an enormous epic fail. About... Okay, so we're going <laughs> to we're gonna come with the crew and we'll take a picture of you, Votora. No, <laughs> my other hat is definitely to be the assistant campaign manager of Votora, the religious Zionist slate. It's, it's an incredible thing that comes around, thank God, the World Zionist Congress every four years. But for some listeners, you know, it is definitely hard. It hadn't happened that we've had an election in the past eight years. Right. Because four years ago, we just kind of rolled over the process and kept it as, as it was. Um, but eight years ago, if people remember, we started this idea of Vote Torah, the religious Zionist slate. 
you know, the Congress goes back all the way time to Herzl, even before, you know, the state of Israel. And it's really, it's your opportunity to vote, really have a voice in the Israeli elections. You know, a lot of us, we, we feel very politically charged, especially yesterday after, right. you know, it was a very hard day for Am Yisrael yesterday, mm-hmm. the loss of Tuchayim. And, you know, you have, everyone has opinions, but you, you can't have your voice heard. We don't, unfortunately, we don't live there yet in Israel, so we can't vote. But this is your opportunity as an American to vote in an Israeli election. So you're voting for the Congress. Here is really your chance. And we urge people to vote Torah, vote the religious Zionist slate. You know, with us, when you say the religious Zionist slate, you were representing B'nai Akiva, Amit, the Orthodox Union, the RCA, the RZA, Turo, Yeshiva University, the Young Israel, um, Kol Tor Mitzion, and Amuna is actually it has a world status, but they're they're part of it as well in the Vote Torah campaign. Right. You and I joked when we met and started talking about this that this is probably, if not the only major unifying yeah. event or or cause that we can all be a part in, and it doesn't. You know, how much of Shabbos you keep or how much of Shabbos you don't, it doesn't, this is not what we're talking about right now. Exactly, exactly. That's that's why I love really working on this campaign and getting the word out because I always say to people, this is something that unifies everyone. I mean, when do you see these organizations all coming together, (laughs) working on one project? It's amazing. And there's no political charge. It's really trying to just get everyone to have their voice heard. If we're not at the table, and we, I mean the religious Zionists and religious people in general, people who care about Torah values, then our voice won't be heard. Mm. The decisions will happen. The billion-dollar budget that's at stake in the World Zionist Organization will go on. It just won't have the religious entity. So but let's let everyone understand. So take a step back for a second, just because I want to make sure that this point is clear. Your vote, my vote, mm-hmm. goes towards making sure that the allocation of that budget, that the that the that there's a significant allocation given to Torah um, valued? Is that a good way of putting yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Torah valued Torah values, products. Torah education. Right. Uh, projects. Yeah. Good. Okay. So so just so people know what they're voting for, because when you get the slate, when you open the ballot, there's there are obviously a whole bunch of different slates. But what we're looking for is for you to check off the vote Torah box. Right. We need you to check the vote Torah. And I know it's complicated because everyone who's actually in this Congress, they're all Zionists. So a lot of the names right. say the same Zionists. But we're the religious Zionist slate, and we got lucky. We were able to actually put on the ballot itself, vote Torah, so you could identify that right. checkbox. It's important. And it's important. Look, there is a fee. You know, we're very honest. There's a $10 fee. If you're under 30, um, so then that fee is only $5. If you're over 30, it's 18 to 30 is $5. And if you're over 30, it's $10. Now, Benny, we- I really wanted to check the I was going to be between 18 and 30 by I- April box. Ex- I was going to say not for the money. you know you just announced <laughs> that you're 40. Yeah. So I think you Soon. lost that Soon. opportunity. <laughs> So not yet. I there's a countdown. There's a countdown going on at the Wallachs. Um right. But either way, okay, so if for, for people who are between eighteen and thirty, it's five bucks. If you're over thirty, it's ten dollars. The money is not going towards my uh coffee budget or Benny's no. coffee budget. It is Nothing. literally going towards the operation of this of this entire project. Right. It goes to the operation. We never see the money. None of the campaigns see the money. It goes to the World Zionist Con- uh, Congress and the AZM who are operating it. They really the fees are just administrative for running the actual Congress and the elections to make sure they're fair and just and appropriate. They use like a union board who does the, mm-hmm. the official election policies that this is all private, secure voting system, which we think is really important. And we really, really urge everyone to come in and vote Torah. 
It's very simple, votetorah.org. You go onto our website, you click vote now, you register, and then right then this year, it's much easier, you could vote right away for the slate. And it's a very simple, you know, maybe, what did it take you, five minutes, not even? I was going to joke that you have a new hashtag, even Miriam can do it. As long as you, (laughs) once you go on the ballot, you really see just how simple it is. But I want to just make one point, and I think this is something that, that um that is worth discussing even for the few moments that we have left you know when i was when i spent my year abroad and i was in seminary in israel we were not encouraged to go and that was the time of big demonstrations and buses and tekes and this and signs and hamim al-golan and i'm not fighting any of it and i and and we all made our own decisions but we were not encouraged um me and, and a bunch of my friends were not encouraged to go to these demonstrations why because we didn't live there and so my participating in, in, in a demonstration in Israel was sort of seen as a chutzpah. How am I, who's going back to New York, st- d- why do I have the chutzpah to participate in a demonstration that's going to impact on a life that I don't lead? So here's my question. D- why do we as chutznikim have the right to participate in, 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 in as close as it's going to be to an Israeli election? Because, and that, no, it's a fabulous question, and I think you really break it down perfectly. But this is not only deciding what happens in Israel. This is the World Zionist Congress, but the Congress itself is really dealing with Jewish issues and really ideological issues in general and and how the policies are made within Israel and also outside of Israel. There is some of the budget that goes to outside of Israel as well. This is for the whole entire world. And we're setting agendas. And what's the agenda of the Jewish country? And that's really how they look at it. This is the value system. How do we determine conversion? That'll be brought up. How are we deciding on the educational materials in Israel and sometimes outside of Israel? Some of the projects that are sent from the World Zionist Organization, which go to the Israeli shalchim that people know in some of their day schools, as well as just to other educational material coming out of the state of Israel, if we don't have that Torah value and the vote Torah you know, organization and slate there, then it's not going to have the Torah value because other people are representing it and having another, you know, idea. So it's not specific to really policies that only exist if you live in Israel. And I understand that. I know this is, you know, Israelis could feel almost upset when you come to some of those protests. And I understand that. But this is different. This is really governing for the whole world. And in light of everything going on today in the world with anti-Semitism, this is your opportunity to say that we need change. And I'm sure the Congress... There's going to be many things discussed regarding anti-Semitism and how we're moving forward. But don't we want to make sure that it has a Torah value there? That and that's is what the vote Torah is. Perfect. And that is very, very, very well said. Very well said. Benny Dax, I, um, I, thank you for, I thank you for wearing multiple hats. <laughs> no, that's what we like to do. I also have my B'nai Akiva hat. You there know, you we go. Gotta, and then our mother hat. So what, you know, yes. that's what we are, right? Exactly. Multiple jugglers, right? It is a skill God gave to uh, Jewish women alone. What can I tell you? <laughs> thank you, and congrats on the time. That thank really you. That really is impressive. Maybe you'll train me one day. Thank you. As I told somebody this week, running doesn't take skill. It takes determination and it takes time, but it certainly doesn't take skill. It takes a pair of sneakers. So, yeah, but the time is, is key. That's the Yes, the time was good. That was, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm not going to sit here and be bashful about it. I am really happy. <laughs> Benny <laughs> well, Dax, thanks, thanks so, so much. much for having me on. And we're really excited about the halftime yes, show. I know we've been pushing it. And yes. it's been a really an amazing thing to have this halftime show opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. And we're happy to be part and sponsor. But VoteTorah.org. You've got really it. All the time. Thank you so much. My again, pleasure, Benny. Anytime. VoteTorah.org. As you know, I already voted. So make sure to do so as well. And you can buy your tickets to the Amuna event next February, next Saturday night, next Monday Shabbat, February 7th, by going to their website. You've been listening to the to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam Elwalik. The lineup for the rest of the day. 
We have the live lunch starting in just a few minutes with Nahum from 11 to 1. Today at 1 p.m. it's the stunt show with Rabbi Eliyahu Fink of Fink or Swim. Who knows? Maybe he'll discuss his recent trip to Disneyland and the measles, but I highly doubt it. Throwback Thursday at 2 p.m. Michael Fragan and Spin Class. Come back next week with a fresh show. Join Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 as he hosts JM and AM live here on the stream. NachumSiegel.com, JMNAM.org, and the weekly update with Malcolm at 7.40 tomorrow morning. An incredible edition of Naomi and Table for Two with a special Tubishvat show where she's joined by JNF CEO Russell Robinson with a history. Whoa. With a history of the JNF, as well as Jay Booksbaum from Ketam Wines and Naomi Ross from Jewish Cooking Concepts with Tubishvat. Avrami, you hear that in the background? That is a little bit of a preview. This is one of the most beautiful, beautiful Soul Farm songs, I think, ever. I've had a pleasure listening to it. This song, Shalom Lach Eretz Nehederet, will be available on Sunday by going to iTunes. I highly recommend that you all buy it. It's worth uh, the dollar twenty-nine that it just might cost. Sunday morning, JM Sunday from 7 to 9 with Matis. And later that day, as we keep previewing, and as you hear in the background, 8 p.m. on the Nachum Siegel Network is the Nachum Siegel Network Kosher Halftime Show. Presented by the friends of the Abe Neymark Foundation. It stars Soul Farm, who joined Nahum this morning on JM in the AM. It features their new um, their new single, which is featured on today's show and is available, again, as I said, on iTunes. And for your listening pleasure, I'm closing with it right now. It is amazing. That's life, everybody. And when it comes to the, when it comes to the uh, big show, the big game on Sunday, here's our motto. Anybody but Boston. Let's go Seahawks. Bye, guys.
listening to That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Coming up next, live lunch with me, Nahum Siegel, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. (laughs) 